Just before we get started, do you have a business or maybe a staff event coming up, either virtually or in person? Well, why not drop the organiser a line and suggest me as one of the speakers? Go to pennyhaslam.co.uk to find out more. You're listening to the Penny Haslam podcast. This time... I would say the most powerful thing you can do to build your confidence is to accept you won't have 100% confidence all of the time. And when you don't have as much confidence as you'd like, it's uncomfortable. By powerful, we have to think about what we mean by that, don't we? Is it instant? Is it the most long lasting? Is it the thing that is going to give you the most of what you require, the most powerful, and maybe it's a combination of all those things. I would say the most powerful thing you can do to build your confidence is to accept you won't have 100% confidence all of the time. And when you don't have as much confidence as you'd like, it's uncomfortable. It can be painful. It can be exposing. Your stomach might churn and your heart might race and you may not like those feelings. I mean, you're never going to like those feelings, are you? But that's the most powerful thing you can do to build your confidence is to begin to observe when you don't feel that great about it and not judge yourself or not give yourself a hard time or not lament. Oh, if only I'd had more confidence when I did that big thing like a year ago. I wish I'd had the confidence that I have now, having done it, that I I needed at the start of doing it. You know, (laughs) I feel so much more confidence now. The other most powerful thing you can do I think for us human beings is to accept that no one has 100% confidence all of the time. And if they do say they do, they are either liars or they are fooling themselves. They're living in some sort of fantasy, ego-driven world where they are cock of the walk, you know, they're A number one, and you can sniff it a mile out Someone who believes their own hype and walks that walk, you know it, they're not for you, don't you? The challenge is that we we tend to respect people who come across really confidently and therefore don't think we're as good or as confident or as able or as expert as they might be. And therefore we should listen to them. Please do never think that everyone has it covered. You may be at work and you may see people around you operating confidently, communicating confidently in meetings, in one-to-ones, directing projects, making decisions, reasoning, having good logical argument um, about why this path is suitable and why this isn't. And And yes, that will look really confident. And it may be that they've got lots of experience or they just feel very aligned with what they're doing and therefore they're more in flow in that moment. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they feel confident. So until you're inside those people's heads wondering what's going on, you'll never know. But when um, the researchers into the idea of imposter syndrome in the 1970s were looking at this, um, they recognised that the single most powerful thing that you could do to get rid of imposter syndrome or to lessen its impact was for people to explain how they felt to each other. And so, and this is another thing that happens when you're 
when you're walking around with a bit of self-doubt and a bit lacking a bit of self-belief and you just feel a bit doubtful about your decisions and you're second guessing yourself and all that stuff, you think you're the only one. I've had groups of people, audiences of people who tell me, I can't believe that I'm not the only one. And the fact that I am on stage or at the front of the room declaring as a former live television presenter and, you know, business owner. And I used to produce live radio shows nationally. Oh my, that was so scary. But also I needed to show loads of confidence, right? So (laughs) thrilling. It was thrilling. People say, I can't believe that I'm not alone. This is incredible for me. I realize I'm now not alone. So the best thing, the most powerful thing you can do to enable others to feel more confident or less crap about themselves is to say how you feel about it. Getting on for 75% of female executive professionals have experienced imposter syndrome. And the figures for imposter syndrome across the board are really high. Um, you know, 68, 70% of people saying, yes, they've experienced it or are experiencing it. And it affects their mood. It affects their ability at work, their stress levels and anxiety. And yet the other thing is that 94% of people don't talk about it or 94% of people haven't told their manager or boss at work. And you wouldn't, would you? You know, why would you, why would you go around saying, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing? Because that might just suggest that you don't know what you're doing and you don't want to feel exposed and therefore adding to the imposter syndrome and blah, 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 blah. But that's ridiculous because from the research in the 70s, we know that once it's out on the table, that no one really knows what they're doing, then the real work can start supporting each other, understanding each other. You can have authentic conversations about a whole raft of other things when you have that out on the table really strongly passionate about that. So I think that is the two most powerful things you can do to build your confidence is to understand yourself and then talk about it with others. So for me, those are the two most powerful things you can do in order to build self-confidence. They're not easy. Easy things are not powerful things. An easy thing would be to get yourself a notebook, which on the front says, you've got this, or I believe in myself, or you can because you will, or you will because you can, something like that. All good. I'm not knocking it, but that is not powerful. That is not going to lead to deep down, unshakable, awesome confidence for yourself. So just get started. You might want to use that same notebook to reflect on your journey, how you feel about confidence, how your levels of confidence Uh, And also give yourself a little bit of a boost to talk about it with others, begin conversations about it and understand that no one is 100% confident all of the time. Thanks for listening. My third book is coming out in 2024. It's all about confidence at work and in life. And as you'd expect from me, there are lots of stories and ideas to help you build confidence, whether it's for yourself or for others. It might be colleagues, teammates, friends and family. Head to pennyhaslam.co.uk slash confidence dash book.